everybody, welcome to the X Report. I'm Raven X, and we have a very special segment for you all today. It is time for our annual NBA free agency predictions. And of course, I am not alone. Alongside me, as always, is Biggie, aka Ethan Tate, aka someone who I'm sure is also very excited to see what their team is going to do in free agency. How you doing today, Ethan? I'm good. Uh, I'm shocked by this pick, but you know. When I'll say this, if there's ever a year where you are perfectly content or not surprised by something that your team does in the draft, something is wrong. And as just so you guys know, NBA free agency kicks off August 2nd. Uh, we are recording this a few days early. We're actually recording this on draft night. So with the draft and also some other changes that have taken place, I am sure that that has had an impact on our free agency predictions. Quick run through of what we're going to do. We're going to list 25 of the top available free agents of this upcoming offseason. We're going to say where we want them to go, where we think they go, and we're going to just try to have fun. And who knows? Maybe we'll be right. Maybe our favorite teams will get some new blood. Now, before we get to it, please be sure to check out the XReport.net. I repeat, the XReport.net for school sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel entitled the X Report. So we are going to kick this bad boy off with former Hawk guard Lou Will, aka Lou Williams. Who you got? Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he resigns with Atlanta simply because he's a guy that can score points in a multitude of ways. He's a bucket, and I also think that he can fortify that Hawks bench because we all know that they really don't have that many pieces on the bench and he's also from Atlanta and he's also the type of guy that can continue to mentor Trey Young so I, I think he's going to end up resigning in Atlanta yeah I would love to see him back in Atlanta um where I think he ends up going that's kind of the tricky part just because I mean there were talks of him potentially retiring even before the trade took place so I think that that could still be something in play so I truthfully think it's going to be Atlanta or bust all right moving on to number 24 former bull power forward Laurie Markkinen I mean he was their first round pick a few years back things necessarily have not gone right in terms of where I would like to see him end up I think that the San Antonio Spurs would be a nice fit they're a team that is really going through a transition I think that a lot of things are going to be changing for them in the coming years and not even just the coming years but this upcoming offseason quite a few players could be on their way out so with that being said I think that Laurie Marketing could be a solid fit at the four for them I think that he provides some solid scoring as well as some nice defense which they could use whether as a starter or coming off the bench depending on what else they do with the position plus we all know that coach pop loves European players but realistically I think he ends up signing another deal with the Chicago Bulls um for me I wouldn't be surprised to see him going to a team like the Charlotte Hornets simply because I think they're a team that needs spacing around their better players like we all know that they have the mellow ball. Why not? Why not make the room to get him more driving lanes to dish the ball out the shooters? But realistically, I could also see him going to the um, to the Spurs, like you said. He's a foreign player. He's a guy that has shown to have signs of tremendous talent, but for whatever reason in Chicago, he hasn't 
this talent hasn't come to fruition. These fans come to all past couple of seasons. All right, moving on to number twenty-three, we got Derrick Rose, former Nick, one of the most beloved players of the last twenty years. Where do you see him ending up? Oh, this is a tough question because, in all honesty, I see him re-signing to Chicago. I mean, not Chicago, but um, back to the Knicks. He's with his his best buddy and all-time favorite coach, and Tom Thibodeau. This is the man that continually gets the best out of him every time that he plays for him. So why not continue to um, keep that going? But where I could potentially see him going. Is I could potentially see him being on a contending team coming off the bench, i.e., like maybe, you know, I don't want to say the Lakers because they're in the talks with every known free agent or top player that's known. But, like, I could see him going to somewhere like maybe the uh, Clippers if they if they don't re-sign Reggie Jackson and he could take up that um, six-man spot there. That would be a solid spot. Um, In terms of where I want him, honestly, I'm still banging the drum. I would love to see him make the return to the Chicago Bulls just because, I mean, just the nostalgia feels. But, I mean, in realistic terms, I think that staying with the Knicks would be the best move. But I think that Derrick Rose is getting to that point where he wants to win. He wants he wants to go ring chasing. And so because of that, I could see him being coerced to join the Lakers. Um, reason being, we if you listen to the main show, you know our thoughts on Russell Westbrook getting traded to the Lakers. We don't necessarily love the fit. So we still think that there's still going to be a need for scoring coming off of the bench. And Derrick Rose could provide that. So that's where I think... Think he ends up. All right, moving on to number 22, former net power forward Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin kind of rose from obscurity after being traded from the Detroit Pistons and winding up with the Brooklyn Nets, where he played solid ball, got his name back out there. And so where I would like to see him, truthfully, I would be interested in seeing him with the Dallas Mavericks. Reason being, I think that they could use just a little bit of explosion outside of Luka Doncic, and I think that Kristaps Porzingis' time there is limited. And so I'm not saying that I think that Blake Griffin is better than Porzingis or I think he'll have some magic effect. But coming off the bench, I think it will provide a different dynamic for defenses to look at, especially if Luka is off the court. But realistically, I think he re-signs with the Nets. Um, where I would want to see Blake go, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him go to the Atlanta Hawks. And the reason being is we don't know what they're going to do with John Collins. He's, I think he's also an upcoming free agent either this offseason or the next offseason. This offseason. So, yeah, we don't know if he's going to resign or not. Why not get a guy that he could be a low-budget version of John Collins. Blake Griffin nearly isn't as possible of athlete as he's been in the past, but he could be a guy that you can still run the pick and roll with. He's shown to be, to still be a capable three-point and you compare that up with Trey Young. What do I think he's going to do? I think he's going to re-sign with the, uh, with the Knicks. All right, moving on to number 21, former Heat shooting guard Victor Oladipo. Same dynamic player that he's been in the past. 
So I definitely think that if you're able to um, bring in somebody that can share the load offensively and even defensively, because when Big Dollar Depot's healthy, he can be a great defender. So why not stay in Miami? Where I think he's going to resign, I think he's going to end up staying in Miami. Um. Oh uh, yeah. So in terms of where I want, I'm definitely banging the drums for Miami. I think that realistically, the type of player that he is is a perfect fit for what Miami likes to do. They are a team that is going to get in your face. They're going to make you work for everything you get offensively. They're really stout defensively as well. Well, you talked about Jimmy Butler, who was a great leader, really showed that over the last couple of years. And I think that, like I said, Victor Oladipo really fits that mold. And in terms of where I think he ends up, I could easily see him staying with the uh, Heat. I think that that would be a great decision for both sides. But another team I could see swooping in possibly is the Dallas Mavericks. I think that they would also like a player of uh, Victor Oladipo's ability, especially once he gets healthy. He provides a nice offensive production, even if he was to come off of the bench. Really? Sorry, I'm looking at the draft, and I'm shocked by yeah, the Spurs. I am too, and I'm like, hold on. Did they say the right name? Okay. All right. Wasn't expecting that one. Um, but, yeah, uh, coming off of the bench, he could be a nice change of pace until he really gets back healthy where I could see him um, coming into the starting lineup. All right, number 20, former trailblazer forward Carmelo Anthony. Where I would like to see him end up, part of me kind of wants to say the trailblazers, but I really don't know what's going on with Dame, so I'm going to go away from that. I'm actually going to say in New York. This is kind of nostalgia, but kind of it showed in the playoffs that they needed an aggressive person because Julius Randle, his shots really weren't falling. D Rose did a lot, but other than that, offensively, they really could not match the aggression of the Atlanta Hawks. And one thing about Carmelo Anthony is he is going to go after his shots. He's going to put his shots up, and whatever else happens after that happens after that. Of course, I'm not saying he should start in with the Knicks, but I think that in terms of providing that offensive aggression, I think that he'd be a solid fit where I think he ends up I think that um, LeBron and AD are going on a veteran recruitment tour and I think that Carmelo Anthony finds his way to a Lakers jersey I'm actually in full agreement with you on both I want to see him go end up in New York simply because I think that for him New York was a place of a feel-good moment. Like, he had the tip of his stardom primarily in New York. But I think that he's going to end up going to Los Angeles to go pair with his banana boat buddy and LeBron James. All right, moving on to number 19, another trailblazer, shooting guard Norman Powell. Um, what do I want to see Norman Powell end up? Honestly, I don't think it could happen because of Cal Space, but I would want to see him in in Memphis. He's the type of guy, he's a great shooter. He can attack the basket. He's a solid defender. But where I think he's going to end up is, I think he might end up, ah, it's just tough. I really think he might end up resigning it to Portland. 
One, yeah, once again, you and I are in total agreement. I would love to see him wearing a Grizzlies jersey. I think that he would provide some really nice scoring, especially because he's coming off the best year of his career back in 2020. And I think that just providing the extra oomph offensively will be a great move for the uh, Grizzlies. But, yeah, I think he ends up re-signing in Portland just because, like I said, he did have a great year there. And who knows, if Dame is traded, who's to say that he really won't become one of the spearheads for that team? All right, let's go ahead and move on to 18. Former Laker point guard Dennis Schroeder. As a Lakers fan, even with our current point guard situation, do I want to keep Dennis Schroeder? Nah, I'm good. Um, honestly, I would I would like to see him back in Oklahoma City. I think that he really carved out a nice niche for himself in Oklahoma. Even when he was coming off of the bench, he really looked great, especially with Chris Paul there and Shy. He really kind of asserted himself as a really good player off of the bench. But And even with everything that's going on with Oklahoma City now, I think that he would just be a nice veteran presence, especially because they are such a young team. But where I think he ends up is, I'm going to say the Brooklyn Nets. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is gone. And I think that Dennis wants to go to a team that is a contender, that is going to be a winner, but he also feels like he'll be able to see some significant minutes, which he possibly could, especially because we know Kyrie Irving is a great player, but he has injuries. James Harden suffers from some injuries there. So he could lead their second unit and really put up some nice numbers in Brooklyn. Where do I want to see Dennis Schroeder end up? I want to see him end up in Philadelphia. I think he can be a guy that you can pair with, with Joel Embiid, and he can bring a nice, he can bring a nice perimeter dynamic. Whether I think he's going to end up, I think he's going to end up on a contending team, kind of like you said, um, like the Brooklyn Nets or whatever. Or honestly, I won't even say Brooklyn because I think his price tag will be kind of high for Brooklyn. Um, I think I can see him ending up on a team that. Is a middle of the pack contending team, and they think that they can add him to make him like a final police piece. All right, let's move on to number 17, uh, former Heat guard forward combo, Duncan Robinson. See, Duncan Robinson, it's, it's difficult because I think his services could be asked upon by a lot of teams in the NBA. Just simply because he's a knockdown shooter. And we know that right now the NBA currently those knockdown shooters. Um, where I could see him ending up is if his price tag isn't high, I can see him ending up on the Lakers. And the reason I say this is because we just talked about the Russell Westbrook trade not too long ago and how that, that trade presented the whole aspect of they don't have any spacing. And if you're able to bring in a Duncan Robinson, you're going to have all of the spacing. Well, not all of it, but you're going to have a great bit of spacing because he's a bona fide knockdown shooter. Where do I think he ends up? I can see him re-signing with the Heat because we all know that he love when they love you in Miami. They're going to what? They're going to uh, keep you there in Miami. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um. The Lakers definitely would be a great fit in terms of just the spacing that they are lacking right now. But I think I would like to see him stay, and I think he ends up 
Okay. And I think he stays with the Miami Heat. Like you mentioned, I mean, it's clear he's a great fit there. Even with his name being thrown around a few times um, with regards to trade rumors, I just think that he fits what the Heat are trying to do. And I think that in terms of really just getting opportunities, the Heat are the best opportunity for him. With the Lakers, he's easily going to come off the bench. With the Heat, he's a fringe starter unless he goes somewhere that doesn't really have much direction or is not necessarily a winning franchise. So if I was him, I would try to stay with the Heat. All right, moving on to number 16, uh, former Trail Blazers center Zach Collins. This one was a tough one for me. Um, but in terms of where I would like to see him, honestly, I don't really see many places he'd go to where he would instantly start. But if we're talking where I could see him going, I say the Chicago Bulls. I think that after losing Vind Wendell Carter, they've lost a bit of youth. But, I mean, you get Nikola Vucic, who, as we all know, is one of the more celebrated and underrated players in the league. So I think that having him there, and he can learn a bit more from Vucic about how he can diversify his game as um, as he comes off of the bench. I think that would be a solid move. In terms of where I think he ends up, I'm going to actually say the Houston Rockets. Not like he's going to start or anything, but I think he provides some solid depth. Can give you some nice points coming off the bench, especially since the Rockets decided to go in the direction of getting uh, Jalen Green as opposed to getting another big man in Evan Mobley. Resign in Portland simply because they, if they lose Carmelo Anthony and if they aren't able to resign Yusuf Nurkic, they are going to be lacking size in the power forward and center department. Why not bring in somebody with a familiar name? But where do I see him going? I can see him going to the Washington Wizards. All right, so moving on, a player you know well. Former Jazz point guard Mike Conley. What do I want to see him go? You know, what's a little, a little dream of mine? I wouldn't see him coming. I wouldn't mind seeing him come back to Memphis and back up John Morant. I know the likelihood of that happening is very slim, but you can only dream. Like you know, he. I don't think he's the player that he once was to where he would. I have such a huge price tag attached to his name. But what do I think he's going to end up? I think he's going to end up re back in Utah, honestly. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you with regards to where I think he ends up. I think he stays in Utah just because I feel like Utah may value him more, of, more than other teams would in terms of, like, financially and plus – He's been there for the last few years, and I don't really think Mike Conley is one of those cats who wants to just keep bouncing around the league, um, especially because he spent so much time with the Grizzlies, really built a home and foundation there. So I could see him doing something similar to that with the Utah Jazz. And I also would like to see him stay there just because, like I said, I feel like not many other teams would really value him much had if he were to leave. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to number 14, Former Nugget small forward Will Barton. Where I would like to see him end up is the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that he would, well, 
it's kind of difficult now since they just drafted Zaire Williams. But I'm keeping what I said. I would like to see him with the Grizzlies just because, I mean, he pretty much was a beast with regards to coming off of the bench. Another guy who had his best year in 2020. And not to mention he has Memphis roots, was a Memphis Tiger in college. And I think that going back there, he could really provide some extra scoring coming off of the bench. Where I think he ends up, it's, it's kind of tough to try to place it. Um, because it's one of those things where does he think he can go somewhere and he can be a starter or does he want to keep that role of just coming off of the bench and really balling out? But I think that in terms of where I could see him ending up is a team like the, this is tough. I'm going to say the San Antonio Spurs because in it's looking like they're going to be losing DeMar DeRozan. So I'm not saying Will Barton is DeMar DeRozan, but he has a solid mid-range game. and can provide some clutch scoring that they would need. And I think that it could be an opportunity for him to really broaden his horizons in terms of being a team's top guy or in the upper echelon of their roster. Uh, okay. But, uh, I see him go back to Memphis. He's the former Memphis Tiger. He put on for the city. He's a big, um, he reps Memphis strongly. Like, anybody that knows him knows that he reps the University of Memphis. Where do I really think he's going to end up? I think he's going to end up re-signing for Denver, but just making his, um, making his contract one year longer and taking the same amount of money. All right, let's go ahead and move on to former Celtic guard Evan Fournier. What do I want to see Evan Fournier? Um, honestly, after what he did with Team USA, I don't want to see him in the NBA at all anymore. <laughs> but it's, that's a story for another day. Um, as far as the NBA goes, I wouldn't mind seeing him on Oklahoma City. And the reason being is he's a guy that he's a veteran player. He has some years in his league. And we all know that Oklahoma City really isn't in a win down mode. I think he can go to Oklahoma City and he can just put up buckets and he can become a train asset and get traded. So I wouldn't mind seeing him in Oklahoma City. Um, where do I think he's going to end up? I I wouldn't mind if the if the Nuggets aren't able to resign Will Barton. I wouldn't be surprised if the um, Nuggets give him a little. All right, so with regards to uh, where I want him to end up, it's tough to really say where I want him to just because he's not a guy that I'm like, oh, man, Evan Fournier, who I think too much about. But I think that with his performance, like you said, um, as a part of Team France against USA, I think that's going to make him a bit more desirable for teams. And I'm actually going to say the Indiana Pacers, they're a team that, like we all know, they're not a roster full of, like, superstars of the highest known cats, but they get the job done. They're guys who are workhorses who do their job, and Fournier knows all about that, being with the Magic for such a long time and being terrible. Well, the team being terrible. So I could see that really being um, a nice fit for the Pacers, but realistically, I could see him sign a maybe a short-term deal with the Celtics and staying there uh, with the hopes of pushing and uh, continuing to be a playoff contender. Alright, next up, former Buck, power forward Bobby Portis. Now, he has a player option um, but we're going to act just in case he does not opt in. So where I would like him to end up, I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, you just won a championship. He really showed his ability and his 
the how great he could be with the Bucks. I mean, especially because it wasn't like he was called on to be the superstar. He wasn't the second or third. Really, you could say he wasn't even the fourth option, and that really worked out for him because defenses or teams weren't really watching for him to do much. And so when he did his job, he did it very well. And I think that I think that he'll resign with them. One, just because he got a championship, and two, because even though he just came off a really good year, I don't think he's going to get crazy money from other teams, especially because, like I said, I mean, he's still Bobby Portis. He had a great year with the Bucks, but how many other teams do you think he'd be able to do that same thing with? So I'm going Portis for uh, Portis to the Bucks for both. Yeah, me too. I think he's a guy that is a um, a new level of modern day big. He develops his three point shot. And he's one of those hard guys that you need on the team. And I think he, like we stated in our previous episode, he was a big reason for the Bucks winning the championship. And I sense that they're going to be the type of team that's like, let's run it back and see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, and why not? I mean, you just won a championship, so enjoy it. All right, so next up on the board, we got former Orlando Magic small forward Otto Porter Jr., to see him re-signing with the Magic. I think he's a guy that he when healthy, he's a capable shooter. You don't necessarily like he's not going to jump out the screen at you. And I think that that's the type of stuff that Orlando is looking for. And I mean, honestly, like we aren't expecting him to be a star because they just drafted Jalen Suggs. They have R.J. Hampton and they have Cole Anthony. So they have like three guards and it's, you're going to have to have somebody put minutes on the wing. So I think he's going to end up being re-signing in Orlando. Oh, where I would like to see him end up, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's tough to really find who I would like for him to end up with. But in terms of where I could think would be a solid fit would just be any team that really needs to boost in their three-point shooting. I mean, he was he didn't play too much when he signed with the Magic. But, I mean, he still shot overall, I want to say 40% from the three-point line, which, I mean, is a great thing for anybody who's looking for it. So a team that could potentially be on the lookout for that is a squad like maybe the um, Atlanta Hawks. They could be someone just wanting to add some shooting, especially if John Collins is gone, so they want to kind of load up on getting some of that depth. Um, with regards to where I think he ends up, I could see him ending up back with the um, Washington Wizards, kind of just coming back, getting that reunion, and just becoming that veteran presence who you know can make um, his shots. All right, moving on to number 10, former Pelican point guard Alonzo Ball. Where I would like to see him end up, I think that the Boston Celtics are a near-perfect fit for him. Um, I think that because of his ability to – his increasing ability to kind of take those shots, but he's always been a great defensive player. He's always been a really good player with regards to distributing the ball. And on the Celtics, they have a lot of guys who can spot up and shoot like a Jalen Brown, like a um, – Jason Tatum, cats like that. And I think that having a player like uh, Lonzo Ball would be a really good fit. Um, with return, regards to where I think he ends up, I could see him ending up with the New York Knicks. Um, I, I can see where I want him to go. I'm going to be with the um, Boston Celtics. 
specifically from the standpoint of he's a guy that can distribute the ball and set the offense for Boston, a guy that can is not necessarily a guy that you need to score. He's capable of scoring, but he's a guy that you can he can set your offense. He can make open shots when needed, and, and he can let, you can let Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown thrive. Well, I think he's going to end up. I would say the Chicago Bulls for the same exact reasons. I can see that. All right, moving on to the top nine. We got uh, former Warriors small forward Kelly Oubre. Um, this is tough, but simply because, like, for a big portion of Kelly Oubre's season last year, he he didn't look that great. And honestly, I think that right now. If you're going to sign him, you're going to have to sign him with the hopes of saying, thinking that you're going to get the Kelly Uber that played for the Phoenix Suns. But what do I think he's going to end up is maybe a team like, I would say maybe a team like the Washington Wizards, a team that doesn't really have that much like stock going in. You're just trying to get a couple good players to like pair with Bradley Beal to get fans in the seats. Um, but where I could potentially see him going is if he's willing to take like a lower pay cut, he could end up on a team like the Brooklyn Nets and coming off the bench. I can see that because the Nets do still need some depth. All right, so for me, where I would like to see him end up. Um, I'm going to say the New York Knicks, just another team that could use some scoring coming off of the bench. I just think that, like you mentioned, I mean, for most of the season, he and Andrew Wiggins struggled mightily. And it really wasn't until, like, towards the end of the season where they really started to get things going. And so because of that, I think that the Knicks um, – the Knicks could probably take a chance on that, like I said, with him coming off of the bench with the hopes of him really being able to produce. Uh, with regards to where I think he ends up, I'm going to say the Denver Nuggets. I think that um, I think that the Nuggets end up losing uh, Will Barton to free agency, and I think that coming to the Nuggets, he could play a similar role to that of Barton. But all right, moving on to number eight, power forward John Collins. So, originally I said I wanted him to go to the Wizards because I would have loved to see the combination of him, Bradley Beal, and Russell Westbrook. Well, one of those people is gone, so we're going to have to uh, change that a bit. But I still think that watching him and um, Bradley Beal play will be a really interesting dynamic. Uh, you and I were talking about Daniel Gafford a while ago uh, off the air, just about how good of a player he could be as a big. And I think that putting John Collins in that situation would also provide a bit of that extra mm, that the Wizards really need, especially in their front court. Well, I think he ends up, I'm going to say the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, I mentioned them a while ago for another player, and I thought that four would be probably be a position that they really look highly at with the draft, but as of right now, that's not the case. And I think that John Collins could come in there and end up being their star player, and I think that he could really grow his um, ability as well as his skill set under Coach Pop. I think he's going to 
season of like they know that if you pair, you need Trey Young to have his running mate. All right, moving on to number seven, we have former Cavalier center Jared Allen. Um, what do I want to see, Jared Allen? Uh, it's hard, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in Memphis. I don't know how we will possibly be able to pull it off, but he's a guy that you he's good in the pick and roll. He's a live threat. He blocks shots, and he gets rebounds. You don't necessarily need him for for anything other than that. And I think he's a younger player, and I think he can fit the timeline of the future for the Grizzlies simply because it's like, hey, he he presents all of these factors that you need in a modern day big. Whether I think he's going to end up, I win. I honestly think he's going to end up to whatever team overpays him. I don't necessarily have a specific team name, but he's going to be the big that continues the chain of being a over a overpaid defensive um, minded big. Alright, so for me, um, where I would like to see him end up, I would say the Portland Trailblazers. Reason being, I mean, we know that the Trailblazers can score with just about anybody, but the problem is they have a hard time stopping anyone. Well, Jared Allen would come in, be that big, who is a major upgrade over what they had with uh, Zach Collins. Even you could argue that maybe he's even better than Yusuf Nurkic, if especially if Nukic Nurchik continues to have injury concerns. Not to mention um, just being able to have that length and that ability to score in the post would be a really big help, especially if you're trying to do things to make Dane more comfortable with what the team looks like. But where I think he ends up, I think he goes, I think he stays with the Cavs, mainly because I think they're going to end up overpaying him. I think they're going to give him a, a hefty paycheck, even though they just did draft uh, Evan Mobley. So I'm interested to see how that all plays out. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to number six, former net point guard Spencer Dinwiddie, who already said he's trying to get the bag. Uh, where I would like to see him end up, he's an L.A. boy, and the other L.A. team still exists, and that is the Clippers, who I think that they're going to be going through a offseason of change, um, but we'll get to that um, in a little bit. I think that point guard is still a really big need for them. Reggie Jackson played fairly well in the playoffs, but I think they just need somebody who they can really trust, and I can see Spencer Dinwiddie really being that guy who really reinvents himself and shows why he should be considered one of the top point guards in the NBA. But where I think he ends up is the New Orleans Pelicans, mainly because, like I said, I think that Lonzo Ball leaves, and I think that they're going to really just be desperate and kind of just grasping for straws at just about anything, and that ends up being Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I think, I honestly think Spencer Dinwiddie ended up playing for Lakers. Like you said, he's an L.A. guy. He's a guy that has shown ties to being selected to go to the Lakers for quite some time. But where I really and truly think he's going to end up is, I think he's going to end up on another one of these contending teams that can afford him. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. I'm not going to say resign Brooklyn, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him if they have the cap space going to like a Philly or a um crap. I'm trying to think of teams doing in the playoffs or New York. Like I could see him ending up in one of those type of markets. I 
could see it. I mean, he already said he wants to get paid. So if those teams got the cap space for it, I could see it happening. All right, moving on to number five. Technically, he's a former Laker, but now he is with the Washington Wizards, and he's on a player option, so he technically does not have to stay a Wizard. Montrez Harrell. Um, I mean, where I want to see him, honestly, it's tough because I'm a fan of Trez, but I'm not a fan of Trez. I get it. Where I want to see him, I wouldn't mind seeing him going back to the Clippers. I don't think it'll happen. But where I think he'll end up is I think he'll end up staying in Washington. Uh, for me, where I would like to see him, I would say the Phoenix Suns. I think that it showed their lack of length um, really showed in the finals, especially trying to go up against Giannis and uh, Brooke Lopez. It was really a mismatch just because DeAndre Aiden is really their only true big. Frank Kaminsky is really hit or miss. So I think that his presence there would be a nice fit. Where I think he ends up, I could really see him ending up with the Miami Heat. Biggest reason being, it gives them another big. It also allows them another tough, hard-nosed player. And we all know those are the cats that they really like to bring in because Montrezl Harrell isn't going to back down to anybody. And while he's not the cat who you think is going to just score a tremendous this come about to points off the bench. He has that toughness and that durability, which the uh, Heat really covet. All right, moving on to the top four. Coming in at four, we got Raptors point guard Kyle Lowry. Now, the team I want him to end up with and where I think he ends up is the same one. I'm going to say the Philadelphia 76ers. He's a Philly native, played at Villanova. Like, he has a lot of there's so many reasons why he will be such a good fit for what Philly wants to do. Another one being they're trying to get rid of Ben Simmons and get a true point guard. Kyle Lowry could be that. Yes, he's a bit older, even though by looking at him, you wouldn't know. But it still provides them the opportunity to have a um, proven veteran, somebody who you know is going to take his shots and be aggressive as well as help out those around him. So I want and I think he ends up with the 76ers. All right, moving on to number three, former teammate, former Spur, DeMar DeRozan. He already said that he's not looking for money. He wants to win a championship. Where does he end up? Um, well, given the trade, I don't think it's the Lakers, but where would I want to see him? Um, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him end up in Philly if they are able to get one of these point guards. Yes, I know that he... No, I don't, because he'll present the same problems for Embiid, really, because he's not a three-point shooter. Um, Yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard with DeMar. He's a good player, but it's like he's not – he's like an old-school good player. Like, and his three-point shooting has improved, but it's like nowhere near to what – comparing him to other guards at the position. It's tough. Ooh, where do I want to see DeMar go? All right, where I would like to see him end up is the Lakers. I'm a big DeMar DeRozan fan, and I have been for a while. I really wanted him to be a Laker years ago, and then he was like, why would I want to go to the Lakers? Now I want to jump to the Lakers. But like you said, after the trade of Russ, it makes it tougher for it to actually happen. So 
in terms of where I think he ends up, it's tough because he already says he wants to compete for a championship. And it's like, what what championship contenders really would work best? I don't want to just, like, default to the Lakers. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say the Trailblazers. Are they a championship team right now? No. But I feel like if you're able to keep Dame, if you're able to find a way to keep C.J. McCollum, you bring DeMar DeRozan into the fold, who I feel like would really also provide a big help defensively, that would be a solid fit. But other than that, I mean, I kind of think he still goes to the Lakers, It and it doesn't really help things, but at least it's another veteran presence. It's hard with DeMar. All right, so where I would want to see him, I would want to see him on the Dallas Mavericks. Simply because the reality of it is like the whole, everything running through Luka dynamic, that's not going to help you win in the playoffs. Because I feel like in the playoffs, Luka would get drained very similar to what happened with James Harden and his struggles in the playoffs. What I think he ends up is, I think the New York Knicks is going to throw a bag in his way and he's going to take it. I could see it. I mean, the Knicks are trying to be aggressive. I mean, once you taste playoffs, or at least you get to the playoffs and you taste that success, it's hard to want to give it up. All right, next up, top two. And former son, point guard, Chris Paul. Now, he also has a player option. He can either opt in with the Suns, or he can be a free agent. Either way, we're still going to talk about him. So, Ethan, where do you want? Where do you think? I want to see him. It's hard because where I wanted him to go originally was the Lakers. But now that they have Russell, I'm going to say I want to see him in Phoenix, and I think he ends up staying in Phoenix. I mean, same with where I think he ends up. But where I want him to go, I'm going to say the Boston Celtics. I talked about it a bit earlier with Lonzo in terms of who I thought I think would be a near-perfect fit. Well, I think that with the Boston Celtics, it would be essentially a perfect fit for him and the team around him. But where I think I think he tries to run it back with the Suns, especially because they made it to the Western Conference Finals. They made it so far. I think he's going to try it again. All right, and number one, kind of feels like deja vu because we were just here a couple years ago. Former Clipper uh, forward Kawhi Leonard, who also has the player option. Where do we want him to end up, and where do we think? This one is tough because the rational side of me is like, I think he stays with the Clippers just to, like, rehab. Because, I mean, it's hard trying to rehab a partially torn ACL and then having to move to another team and get started and go to the practice because you're still going to be starting off the season later than everybody else is. So the rational part of it is like maybe he just does a one-year deal with the Clippers and calls it a day. But I think that he might also try to do what KD did and just take time off. I don't think he'll sit out the whole year but a solid amount and just come in whenever he's ready because KD did that after he tore his ACL and still was with Brooklyn. And so I'm going to say I think Kawhi does the same thing, but with the Miami Heat. I think where I want to see him end up is the Miami Heat. Where I think he might end up is the Dallas Mavericks. Fair enough. Kawhi is hard. Like, a lot of these players are hard because in the past it was easier to kind of predict where people were going to end up. But this year – 
This year is tough. But those are our free agency predictions. Let us know what you think about the players. Who do you want to see your favorite team sign, re-sign, all that good stuff. Ethan, you got anything you want to add before we close out this bad boy? Let's try speaking things into existence. Bill to bill. Let's bring bill to bill. But all right, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, be sure to check out the export.net, our export.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.